welcome to Not Dead, your podcast survivor's guide to the modern world. This week, we're talking about the digital and how governments are bad at it. Some governments are good at it, but mostly bad, we think. And yeah, we're just going to have a bit of a bitch set. So yeah. Uh, hey, Craig, where are we this week, buddy? Well, we've been doing this podcast now for, gosh, since the beginning of lockdown. And as of this mm-hmm. recording, we're about to go into lockdown numero uno. Um, and, and we always thought, you know, like, you know, we'd, we'd be successful with this. And we've done pretty well. But due to the government saying that we shouldn't have any creativity in our bodies whatsoever, mm. we've decided to retrain uh, in the cyber uh because, yes. because I mean, what what else are you going to do? I mean, Fatima's trained her entire life uh, as a ballet dancer. Now she's got to go into cyber. So we're out here taking LinkedIn courses uh, to, to, mm. to, you know, retrain. So I'm going to retrain as a cyber man, I think. Yeah. I mean, ju- just for those who are outside of the UK listening, um, th- this was actually the government advice. This was what was said on the post. So this is not us um, using bad grammar. It's uh, blah, blah, someone's name doesn't know their next job is in cyber. Uh, so we've all picked a different part of cyber to, to you. So, yeah, you're going to be a cyber man. Yeah, I hear that yeah. they've got wait, a great wait, dental plan. Wait, wait, uh, wait. Lisa needs braces, so. Lisa does need braces. <laughs> uh, also, yeah, you got a question about uh, your your new job in cyber. No, because I, I just opened like an OnlyFans and I've been doing weird shit with men on the internet all morning. I... I, did I misunderstand cyber? Oh no, no, that's fine. You're in cyber now. Although, is that would you consider that creative? Because then the government don't like it. I mean, yeah, I to wear some weird shit and do like handstands and. That sounds pretty creative. That's a busy fucking morning, dude. That sounds pretty creative to me, though. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Are they telling you what to do? If they're telling you what to do, maybe that's not as creative. You just need to get be really bland with this. I mean, most of them are just telling me to take my clothes off. But um, yeah, uh, I mean, I'm I'm making money, so you know. That's that's what it's about. That's what's that's what it's all about. You're you're uh, working in the cybers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, Arthur doesn't necessarily need to work in the cyber. He's not in the UK. I mean, this is strictly a UK mandate. That's true. Plus, like you're you're not in you your day job isn't in uh, is one of the ones that they want. So maybe that's okay. But I mean, I don't know. Just don't play it safe. Be in the cybers just in case. Yeah, don't have a job yeah. outside of the cyber. Yeah. What, what about you, Cass? What are you? What are you retraining in? Uh, I'm I'm retraining in. I, I should have thought about this beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> but then we wouldn't be not dead. Yeah, I mean. No, totally. This is why we need to retrain into cyber because of this level of professionalism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I I was gonna retrain as uh, an esports coach. Oh, that's the money's there. Yeah. So basically, I I just sit on Zoom uh, most days, and I'm just there, like fucking click that button, click that button. Yeah, that's just right. sh- shouting was, at shouting was. at like uh, young young boys yeah. for the most part i imagine give, give, give me 20 side slashes use that potion that's right run up that hill do a side quest i don't think you've ever watched esports in your life i've, I've got no idea what esports <laughs> are I, I, I honestly don't know 
<laughs> that's that's well, I mean, right. I, I mean, it's not creative. You can't be creative about your job role in society now. No. Do you know as well, um, the that photo of Fatima, mm. uh, that's been unpicked quite quite a bit. Fatima isn't even... Oh, my so God. Old. It's not even... Obviously this it's shit not goes even hen- so fucking deep. Like, I went into this. I was like, this is like... Not QAnon levels of conspiracy theory, but it fucking oh. it goes like deeper than you would imagine for a photograph. All, all I know of it is that the photograph was actually originates from I think it's um, LA. Or yeah, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's somewhere in America, and yeah. they found out like the name of the photographer and the name of the two because it's actually two. Uh, ballerinas mm-hmm. that are in the original photo they just cut it down so they chose Fatima as a name for whatever reason yeah <laughs> um and then and it's like okay so you've now taken someone's um free in- stock footage that they put online for free or oh, it wasn't even put online uh out of stock footage it was just on their website so they no no it's, it was actually uploaded it was uploaded to like unsplash which right. you can literally that a lot of people were just like well don't upload to unsplash or those sorts of websites because you give those companies basically free reign to do what you want with mm. your photography or any artwork or anything you upload to it people can just take it and they can do nefarious shit with it apparently so <laughs> welcome to the government <laughs> yeah, I mean, it. this was the thing that was annoying about it because it was a government, uh, U, the UK government <laughs> put this out and then they didn't even bother paying someone for the photos that they were using <laughs> or like crediting someone for They're the not photos. They're going to come out and do brand new photographs. This, we were not, we were, you know, this is during lockdown, so. Plus it's getting, uh, it's getting people out of cyber. Uh, like they they don't want people to be creative so why would they fund someone doing their creative work so you know what, this this all basically leads into the government not being good with technology anyway or, or like kind of whatever because um this is like an old i looked into this this is apparently a really old scheme anyway like like this whole it's just a rehash of something that was made to introduce kids that this wasn't even supposed to be like a if you're in a creative job or if you're in whatever, go into cyber. This was this was originally targeted at like um like eleven to like sixteen year olds, like to mm-hmm. give them make them aware of a potential future that they might have and maybe have not considered. And then they yeah. just kind of took that um that scheme uh that was being was being run like years and years ago and just so, oh you know, people need jobs or we have a potential job crisis on our hands because of of covid and mm. uh the government's handling of that yeah. uh, and then they just recycled it so well done i mean yeah i i like they fair enough like there is a job crisis going on because of um because of the pandemic and especially the handling of it uh no job crisis in uh new zealand from what i understand crazy that um <laughs> but so it's it's good that they're doing a response but yeah it's a bit it, i don't understand what the campaign is because retraining in cyber means nothing well it's it a lot of people felt that it was quite um like that's why a lot of people in the creative industry felt like attacked by it because 
you don't just be a ballerina right like yeah. so you you wouldn't turn around to a doctor and then go oh you trained for seven years plus to be a doctor why don't you do something else now like you just because like because like, a lot of people felt like it undervalued what it was to mm. be in like a creative industry where it's just like someone oh, who's a ballerina Sorry, <laughs> heaven forbid that <laughs> this undermined anything. Heaven forbid that. No, 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 no. Because as well, like the photo <laughs> needed to be taken, so that person would be trained. The person who did the logos would have been a graphic designer. The person who made the ballet, uh, ballerina dress, would have been like a, des- uh, a designer yeah, as but well. The, it's just but like- this is the thing. This is the thing. Saying that retraining to cyber, it's kind of. It, it totally depends on what part of the creative industry that you're working in. Um, I've got a friend who's a graphic designer and I've got a friend who's a animator. Mm-hmm. They have not stopped. Like yeah. I, me, this, the same. I work in um, higher education. I have not fucking stopped. If anything, I've been busier than I have ever been <laughs> because of like over the summer when the students aren't in university, that's when I basically put on Netflix and like do my work in the background rather than having Netflix in the background. The work's just kind of like a background thing. This year I was just in meeting, 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 setting shit up. And like the same with um, the people who have been graphic designers and animators, they've just been nonstop working. They've, they've got more work than ever because they've needed to prove that they can work from home. Yeah. And so like the correct, like, People in those creative industries, they're like they're still working every day. It's the only ones that are struggling are the ones that require this live element. Mm-hmm. And I, so I don't, I don't know. Like plus, the live element stuff, like which is my career, which is my my job that requires live. Yeah, but not in creative, um, in the creative pursuits. And plus, like a uh, I don't know what it's like been like in Norway, but in the UK, they've been like. There's been a total lockdown. No one can go to work. Oh, but if you're a bricklayer or you're a street or you're a road worker, you fine, go. Oh, and don't worry about a mask, which is why like when you go down to like the shops or whenever you see someone being like, don't uh, mask, like I don't want to wear a mask. (laughs) It's always someone in a fucking high vis who's who's like some fucking uh, key, like quote unquote key worker or whatever. So, like, I don't blame them for being, like, sceptical of the whole mask thing because they've what, just not you? had to had to wear them at any point. But I still think you're being a dickhead. Yeah. But these are the same people who... Pro- he's the same person who would probably wolf whistle someone or start a fight in a pub. So yeah. maybe he's just a dickhead. Like, th- this is the main thing that I appreciate about masks. It used to be that you had to have a conversation with someone or you had to see them actively being a dickhead to understand that person's a dickhead. Now you can just be like, who's wearing a mask and who's not? Ah, not wearing a mask, must be an arsehole. Yeah. It's it's like, a, it's a really good like, visual aid of like dickhead, dickhead, nice person. Ah, dickhead, but conscientious. <laughs> I don't mind a conscientious dickhead. You're a dickhead, but for the right reasons. Yeah. <laughs> I killed that one. Yeah, pretty I much. I mean, we're just in agreement, so. Yeah, yeah but it, it's, I mean, I can, okay. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, 
I'm trying to understand what the government was doing with this ad campaign. And let's be <laughs> honest here, there aren't as many shows right now. There aren't as many plays. There aren't as many. Um, oh, there aren't any. They haven't um, in the UK. Uh, they've been able to do uh, live music. So they've been yep. able to do some live music shows, but they yep. haven't been able to. Um, they there's been absolutely zero plays or uh, con or sorry, concerts in theaters or any site big mm-hmm. venues. It's all yeah, been exactly. tiny yeah. pubs. Yes, which which is what I'm saying is, um, I can kind of see that they're trying to give maybe people who work in in these these areas of of performance arts like they're Mm. trying to inspire them to maybe okay you know do this it's poorly done don't get me wrong it's poorly done it's not well thought of it's it's it really it comes it comes across very condescending like in a, in a sense so but i still think that in a, in a way if you if you want to perceive this negatively you can if you want to perceive this positively you can um i'm of the persuasion that this considering this is the uk government and how pedantic people are about language um this should have been thought out better like this should have been they should have I approached mean, this from a different angle certainly like totally they should have i mean the thing that i um that i'm trying to th- figure out with this as well is that it's what's the follow-up because all i've seen from this so far is the poster campaign and yeah. if i just read out what it says because this one was actually for it wasn't just the ballerina there's also someone who seems to be working Oh yeah, there was a, there were a few, but the, the oh, ballerina shop, one was like yeah, the ballerina, big, big shop one. worker. Um, what else? That, those are the main two that I'm seeing. I did see someone who was a bricklayer, and I was like, the bricklayer's fine. Like he's like, uh, but yeah, it just so it's called the Cyber First campaign, and I just want to see what the fucking follow up is because just because you have a poster, like maybe that worked when you were in primary school. Eat an apple. Like I'm a five-year-old kid. Yeah, I'll eat an apple because the poster told me to. But if I'm just told work in cyber, like wear a mask, wear a mask. Like it's a it's a thing that I can do straight away. But using ambiguous language of site of working cyber, which means fucking nothing. Um, yeah. What what's the what what do I actually do? Is there any guidance on how I? That's that's what I'm saying is they kind of approach this the wrong way around. Instead of informing people of the possibilities of working in cyberware or cyberspace or, you know, only only fans, what have you. Yeah, boy. Um, so instead of informing people of the possibilities, you know, they just threw something out there like a term, like like be a, be a mechanic. Well, okay, that's, what kind that's of the mechanics? problem when you recycle old. Like they were probably going through shit. I, shit. Let's. <laughs> what have we got in the the back catalog here? And so it's right through. I I can so, uh, as Craig mentioned, this was a a campaign for eleven. Uh, I for think it was like, like eleven to whatever year olds. Eleven, basically school age kids. 11, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eleven to seventeen, maybe nineteen as a put at a push, and so there is actually a website. There are loads of resources 
They haven't updated it though. So they're advertising for these full grown motherfucking people like Fatima, like Fatima doesn't exist, but it's like the woman who is in the photograph of Fatima, like she's, she's not 17. She's a little older than that. Like mm-hmm. she's at least mid twenties to like pushing thirties. Like I, I, if you're not that old, I'm, I'm really sorry for insulting you like that. Like, no, you're. Well, it's an old photograph. It's so no photo. It's no photo. Who knows? Like, you could be 58 now. by now. Who knows? But <laughs> like this website is still, it's a good, it's a nice looking website, but it's still, all the photos are of school kids. Um, you've got the girls competition. You've got like cyber courses and it's all aimed at like, kids it's all aimed 17 and below you've got cyber first trailblazers cyber first adventurers it's all like it 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 is not good enough for kids it is not a website that a kid would look at and be like i'm excited about this but it's it's not what you've got you've told people to do this and then not given them the tools yeah and you and you don't and you and you haven't created a construct for people to be um, comfortable or, or at least some degree knowledgeable of what they're getting into. Yeah, you haven't like told it, them anything. It's just like, you know, go do this. Because te- technically, everything's cyber. Like literally, yeah. every job is cyber. So you're basically you're saying nothing. Like every job has got this. I mean, cyber is a stupid fucking term, but like this online element. Like even if you're in creative industry, um, there's been like. There's been a couple of things that have been put together through Zoom. Is that working in cyber? I I mean... I feel I like know, cyber is the wrong term to use in the first place because that used to have a very <laughs> different meaning when I was a kid. What do you mean, Craig? It still has that meaning. I just established it. We're talking about it. It's a thing. <laughs> Why don't you still use that in the, tw- in the 2020s, man? Surely, Surely, like the, the somebody, kids have somebody, a new term for it. If somebody comes up to me and say, "Oh, I work in cyber," I'm like, <laughs> "Oh, do you now? What's, oh, your, okay. only, what's your only fans?" It's like, okay, and how much are you pulling down doing that? Like, what are your hours? <laughs> do you market the Asian market? You know, you gotta. What, what's what's the fat what's the fat <clears throat> side of this? Uh, so, I don't know. I just I think it's 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 a poorly launched, poorly executed. Um, poorly thought out scheme because throwing something out there like you know, it's pretty much the it's pretty much the same as just get a job. And then, oh, I love the get a job uh, conversation. Get a job. Oh. I'm gonna go down to the job store and get myself a jobly job. Yep. <laughs> I'm, gonna I tried insert, that. I'm gonna I'm gonna insert a clip of um, oh, what's his name? You know what I'm talking about. But I'm gonna cut this bit out and I'm gonna insert that clip. <laughs> okay. It's always sunny. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So fun times, fun times. But anyway, so that's one way that. So first off, um, the UK government doesn't even understand what cyber, what what working digitally is, because they can't even use the word digital. Um, but they can't even it, use an any... Excel spreadsheet. Oh, you want to go into the Excel spreadsheet? <laughs> I mean, it happened. We're talking about it. It's a thing. It's definitely it's a, thing. a thing. Who wants? Who wants to take the lead on that one? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just surprised, and I'm, I'm, I'm a bit flabbergasted that 
a government that wants to like save pennies by starving children or not feeding children then goes and micromanages and they won't set up like a proper trace program mm -hmm. but they'll give all their MPs a pay rise like I the mean, amount of the amount of money we if you if you took that pay rise per MP just as a total lump sum you could have you, you probably could have created an entire company of industry um, um, tech industry moguls and and workers to create an app for trace and for trace so and track. They, they did have an outside company do it. I believe um, Craig something from wrong was it Serco? Were they the ones working on this? That sounds about right. I can't remember. Yeah, I remember it began with yeah. S. Let, let, let's say yes. So yeah, pretty, pretty sure Serco. And we're going to come back around because with the Tory party, just remember that the policy is always and has been since the beginnings of the Tory party. They've always had one agenda, and that is nepotism. Um, yeah. So, so whenever who, you vote, who, who was who was related to that company inside the Tory party? Because this just—it's Churchill. It's Churchill's grandchildren. Right. Okay. Churchill's gran go. grandchildren. They are um, they are life lifelong Tory party members. They yep. are donors to the Tory party. Basically, if you, it's the same thing. Like we're seeing in the US with Trump. If you donate to the Trump campaign, not not even to the Trump campaign, like people in the US, uh, companies have booked holidays using Trump hotels for like their entire staff. And then they've just been tweeting about it and like, hey, at Trump Hotel, this is all of, um, I don't know, fucking talk talk or whatever at this, at this hotel. And Trump's been like, they're good people. They're good people, invest, invest with government contract, government contract because like, they are helping his personal finances rather than, uh, and so that's how it's been working over there. But yeah, with Serco, that's- This sounds it. very, like the way you're explaining this, it sounds excessively third country, third world country somehow, like corrupt politicians. Uh, well, th then. this is the thing, like, so Anta, when she came over to the UK, because she had been raised in Latvia, which her parents grew up in the USSR. Like they grew up not having freedom. They grew up having to, um, her dad would listen to punk music in basements, turned down low. So he'd be there and they'd be partying to the Ramones, but they had to keep it down low and they had to keep their drinking quiet just in case uh, the fucking KGB came in and were like, oh, we're going to re-educate you in Siberia. And, and, I laugh, and, but I'm, I'm yeah, aware like, that this is, this is... Yeah, it's yeah. true. And like the, the, and then when, when the, when the curtain fell, when the wall fell and the USSR crumbled and then Latvia became its own thing, oligarchs basically ravaged the land and they took over and you still got like... Latvia is less corrupt than the UK now, but that's basically because they went through that tumultuous time of the USSR and then the 90s, where it was basically just run by criminals. 
And yeah. so now it, they, they're super on it. Whenever there's any form of corruption, basically everyone in Latvia is just like, you're a dickhead. We disagree politically, everyone here, but don't you dare do this here. And so like people get thrown out all the time for shit like that. Hmm. And then when Anta came over here, because she, she'd heard like in, in the USSR, they'd heard about how good England was because it was the opposite of the USSR. And yeah. so they all were raised with this idea of how wonderful England is. And then Auntie came over here and she was like, oh, right. What, why are you all so corrupt? Why are you just run by oligarchs? Why are you just run? And like, this is the thing. Like we, I think people in England, they're so, uh, they're saying like, you can't see the forest for the trees. Like yeah. they're so close to it that they can't see how corrupt, like everything is that's going on in the UK. And yeah. it, you, sometimes you just need an outsider to just be like, oh yeah, so have you noticed this? That's a bit weird, isn't it? That's a bit weird yeah. as well. Yeah. But, yeah. So yeah. It, and I mean, if we go go back even to like Pinnacle uh, Tory, which was Margaret uh, Thatcher, Thatcher, Milk Snatcher, um, mm-hmm. when the Falklands War uh, was, te- was going on, her... I think it was her son. I don't know if her daughter was involved as well, but definitely her son um, was running a arms manufacturer. And so the arms that were being sold to the UK army were coming yeah. out of this, um, this company. So they had a huge profit from going to war. But not only that, they needed to make sure that they um, that they got as much as they could out of this war. So they were also selling arms to Argentina. So as a British soldier, you can have that moment, uh, like how Tony Stark had in the first Iron Man film, where he fell down and missile landed next to him, and it had Stark Industries on it. You could yeah. be in like in the in the Falklands fighting, and then you see a missile land next to you, and it says. Thatcher Company and Co. Like, oh, great! (laughs) I'm glad someone's profiting. Well, I mean, but on the on the upside, you you at least knew the ammunition was comparable. (laughs) Oh yeah, so you could just yeah. Are you saying that like you could do um, that thing that you do in like COD and stuff where you're running through and just like grab whatever ammo and it's like, oh yeah, yeah, I can use anything. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. And then, yeah, and mean, then you teabag the people you just shot. Definitely. That, that is, is that, exactly what war looks like. That is yep. exactly how war goes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> teabag, teabag. And then you hang around by the respawn point. Yeah, exactly. There's, scoreboard. There's, scoreboard. There's, a, there's a respawn point, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. I'm pretty sure yeah, yeah. that's what the army is. Like, you've got like 99 lives. It's fine. We've You're already good. said this before about how gross that military like advertising is. Yeah. Um, which will get I mean, as well. Th- this has also reminded me of um, G4S, which um, runs pretty much all of the security details in the UK now. They get uh, so much fucking government contract work and they are the worst. Do you know who they're related to? God, I'm sure you're going to tell us all. Ter- Theresa May. Yeah. Like it was, it was ter- so whilst Theresa May was Home Secretary, she started putting these contracts in and uh, her husband owns the uh, majority stocks 
in G4S, which is why they started running the prison system. Um, all, for some reason, job centers need security guards, and I don't understand why, but there's always a G4S security I can, guard I there. Can, I can attest to that job centers need security guards. Yeah. The okay. way that the way that you're the, the way that you're handled is like you come in there, you ask for assistance, they treat you like a fucking four year old. They're oh, condescending. True. They are they they backtrack on everything they tell you. Like let's 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 not go there. Like well, geez, I've, okay. I've been I've been in a job center a long time ago now, but I was in there one time and there was just literally this was not even staff. This was people fighting between themselves. Oh, I don't okay. know why, but it Fair was enough. just like because they yeah. the, they used to have like these really terrible touch screens. Like you would press oh, yeah, it and like yeah. you would press it, but you'd have to press it like twenty times for it to get to register. And I just remember there were like while I was waiting to go upstairs to have a meeting. Um, there were just two people at these things and for whatever reason, <laughs> just this huge fight kicked off between the two of them. So it's just like, this wasn't even like star, like someone showing us start. This was just mm. two regular people just going at it. Do you, yeah. do you know what the worst advice I got from a job center was? Oh God, I'm not even going to guess because it's probably really bad. I, it, it's, kind, it's kind of mundane. It's like, it was just, I didn't have a, I don't, and I still don't, I don't have a signature. Oh, right. Okay. I've never set up a, I've never sort of like sat down and been like, oh, this is going to be my signature. Mm -hmm. And like, I know my mom was like proper on me of like, no, you need to have a signature. Signature is really important. But I, when I'm one time at the job center, I had to like use this pad to do my signature. But because like those pads are always so bad, all I ever do is just go, just do a squiggle. Yeah. Because like it's it doesn't pick up everything you're doing anyway. Yeah. Um but I they said, yeah, Oh no, it means. needs to be needs to be the same. So I did like I tried to make it the same twice and she was like, No, look, you are never gonna get a job if you don't have a signature. Oh. And right. I was like, What why do I and I I said to her, Why do I need a signature? And she was like, Well, if you don't know, and I was like and she was like, how you're, you're looking to go into office work. How will you ever? And I was like, so all my office experience beforehand is just bullshit. Then I just, I've, I've never, I, you don't fucking sign shit. You don't like, even back then, like you weren't signing shit. It was all digital. Like, Especially on signing for shit now. Like, yeah. I, all that time you learn working on your signature cast is all for naught now in this all for fucking in, the, in this covid world where you don't sign for yeah. anything all those I mean, years wasted wasted about, training on your signature talking about train um training for kids like going back to like the kids and talking about it's like the digital like getting ready for digital they're still taught the phonetic alphabet like how to write in uh, sorry no uh the curse how to write in cursive so mm. how to do like proper joint up letters and it's like and they will spend weeks, like ages learning this shit. And it's like, could, could we not teach them touch typing instead? Like, could we not do that? Like, fair enough. Like writing an actual letter, writing things down is important. But to, to give kids a sheet of paper and say, you're going to write A 50 times on this sheet of paper. I don't know if that's really what, what we should be teaching them because it's, 
I, By the time you get to adulthood and you have to like, and you, if you're still writing handwritten notes, that shit goes out the window anyway. Because my writing looks like trash. Like my, university my destroyed my hands. Like having yeah. to like sit in lectures and write notes. And you're just like, no, what was that last? And then you read back on your notes, and it's just like, this isn't even yeah. English at this point. You've got, you got dictaphones. You've got like compute. Like you're, if you're going to keep a note, you're probably going to keep it on a computer. Like this is this is a I mean, this is people of a certain age dictating, oh yeah, this is what work, work was like when I was in work. And it often, I mean, does, well, it often does seem that way. To go back just briefly, uh, saying about basically the creative industry, um, I met someone when I was at the job center one time and he was a music producer and he just signed a contract for 10,000 pounds and... Mm. They were still complete. They like it was just like they they told him not to get a job within music, and he's just like, but I've just signed a contract for ten thousand pounds, and they were just like, yeah, but that's not very realistic, is it? It's just like then that's that's not going to come along very often. It's just like I've, it's just like, but I've only just recently graduated. I'm like, and he's just like ten thousand pounds to me. Recently graduated from from university, doing a music degree. So I think that's pretty good. I mean, that's not bad. <laughs> like if you just graduated and it's like. I mean, I I get that point. Like ten thousand pounds, not like it's not going to break the bank. No, but, but for him, like coming out, like ten grand for most still, jobs is still, like like for a lot of jobs, like like, most low paying jobs only pay like twenty to twenty five k anyway. I mean, yeah, I when I first I was looking back at like my and this old was years jobs. ago. Sorry, I should also like this was a long time ago. Like yeah. when money was worth money. Sorry, Cass, carry on. Like my first job, uh, it was only, obviously it was only part-time, but I was earning 6K a year. <laughs> so, and I was like surviving off that. And then yeah. like, even like, yeah, most, I think most people going into their jobs just after uni, you're looking at 18, 20, like low, like low twenties as, as like your threshold. Um, so yeah, it's crazy. That's that's just how that just feels like how they they kind of treat those sorts of jobs. It's just like no, you need to get something. That's, I mean, yeah, I I get it. It's like it can be risky, but it looks like you're like we're also told like a lot of the time is just like follow your dreams, follow your passion. If people didn't follow their passions and start mm. businesses in the first place, we wouldn't have like as much as we despise them, we wouldn't have companies like Apple, Amazon, Microsoft and all this, yeah. that and the other if they just went and did an office job. Like someone had to go out there and create those jobs in the first place, right? So yeah. you can't just like, you have to take a risk at some point. We should probably go back to the spreadsheet because yes, I feel like we started it and then we didn't, um, we didn't finish that up. But yeah, with the... Um, I... I'm in two minds with the spreadsheet because like one, there is massive nepotism. There's like, it shouldn't have cost as much as it did. Um, and I mean, all for went onto the cost, but like, if you, I think the cost, like the amount that, pe that the Tory party have been spending on things is completely wild. Like what was it? 12 million for a ferry company that hasn't got any boats, um, which 
I mean, I did on, I started looking into it. Apparently a lot of ferry companies, they end up renting their boats anyway. So that kind of made sense, but it was also, it just seemed like they splurged money on something that wasn't going to happen because they had to re cause you'd need a dock that will manage those boats and they didn't have the dock either. So it's like, what are you doing? Um, loads of other things where it just seems that well, basically the way that you get money out of the Tory pie is you need to have a failing business and some sort of connection to the Tory party, and then they'll just throw money at you. Yeah. Uh, just to help you out because you're 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 a chum. Um but you can't exactly yeah, call yeah. your <laughs> your track you know, and trace. Just really good lads, really good. Yeah, bloody good, bally good. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But but you you know, to go to Boris. Like you can't call your like track and trace system world beating when it costs twelve billion dollars. Well, well, and then, well, 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 and then well, like your Excel spread that you excuse it. So, so there, there's there's lots of questions that come out about this, and I, I I've I've got to say I've got to say that honestly, That's... what we're doing with this world beating track track and trace track and trace system that we have, it's honestly. Um, there's there's a lot there's a lot of the digital, a lot of the cyber that's gone into this. Um, yeah, you get it, there, Cash. You get it, there. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's um, it's really uh, it's it's. I mean, just honestly, we're, as Britain, because we are Britain, um, we've we've put this together. We're British Marshall. ingenuity, um, uh, Churchill reference. Um, Remember Dr. the blitz, um, and Nikufa. just knees up, lads. <laughs> I'm just one of the chums, aren't I? Yeah, bloody good. Do you remember that Racism. time I rugby tackled that small child? No, oh, that was a that was pretty funny. Uh, do you remember when I got caught, caught halfway along your zipline? I'm harmless. Oh. <laughs> um, oh god, yes. Carry on. Sorry, yeah, no, you were actually making a point and I was just being... <laughs> no, 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 yeah, I, was just, I was hoping like you would like, you would say that you, you know, what you kind of get into is it, just like, yeah, like, tw this is the thing with like the whole track and trace system is 12 billion on a track and trace system where Scotland and Ireland are using one that's free. Which one are they using? Uh, I'm not sure. It's it's an op there's an open source track and trace system. Yeah, because because um, um, Ireland, Northern Ireland, one. Yeah, it might be that one. But um, yeah, like Northern but Ireland's China. app cost them. But I China's going to steal all the information. You have to watch out because China, China is right next to South Korea, and Korea. they're colluding. <laughs> there's there's collusion there. Yeah. What the a boy. Quid. Pow, crow. Pow, pow. All right, so yeah, the, the track, yeah, so I was, I know about the track, the different track and trace systems into, because I was looking into this when they were developing them. Um, and it's about the way that the data is managed. The way that the one that comes out of South Korea operates is that it stores the data on <coughs> your phone. And so the positive side of that is that it's, you're not losing your data anywhere. You're not, people aren't going to be able to take that data of where you've been going and where you've been traveling because the central server is just uh, pinging out messages to your phone, getting that back and being like, where have you been today? And that's how South Korea has managed to absolutely knock it out of the park in terms of tracking and tracing where the virus is and uh, suppressing 
that the virus spread. And they offered that out free to pretty much all countries because they wanted to make sure that... So this is actually a good news story about cyber, about a country that is really good at cyber. Like, and the reason that they were able to develop this, this wasn't developed overnight. They've had the SARS epidemic. They've had uh, other epidemics that have come out. And so they basically, uh, like bird flu and so forth, and they basically were like, we need to have a way that we can we can track this and that we can help uh, suppress the virus as best we can. And that's why like, you get more people from those regions who are more comfortable with masks because they're like, we understand that this is what we need to do to survive. It's not, it's not I'm being oppressed. If a mask oppresses you, you got fucking problems, mate. Um, but in the, uh, the problem downside of that is that it slows down your phone and it's got, there's some other because you're storing more data on your phone and so there's reasons why that might not work and so the way that the uk government wanted to address that was that they'd have a central bank where all the data is stored um instead of it being stored on the mobile phones so that it actually means that the app can run faster mm-hmm. um which is fine but it's still i think as you're saying it was a free app anyway it was something that they could use. And I mean, throughout the whole of this pandemic, one thing that we have been able to see with the UK government is that the world, the rest of the world and all these experts have said one thing and gone one way. And then the UK government's been like, well, no, we're all Brexiting, so we need to be different. Um, I can't just follow, like, you got to remember, if we follow what Europe's doing, we'll look Or weak. the rest of the world. Yeah, we'll, we'll just look weak. We're well beaten. Beating the world is what we do. So you're gonna uh, do it in the Boris voice. Well, I, 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 you can't sound intimidating and sound like Boris. So I wanted to do um, Carl Urban from the Boys. <laughs> you, you do kind can. of have a Carl Urban beard going on right now. You do have right. like a, a Billy Butcher beard going on. Right. So <laughs> we're gonna get an app. It's gonna be better than what they got. I sound like Michael those, Payne now. Uh, you're, 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 sound, you're sounding a bit you're sounding a bit East London to be fair it was only to track the bloody virus <laughs> <laughs> there's you're like I, I, I can see cool. how many people are going to get that joke by who laughed in this like the British people are going to be like oh ha, ha, ha. rest of the world what's he what? doing what what's it's an Italian job reference. Go watch that movie if you haven't. Not the new one. Uh, Not the new one. Although um, the stunts in that movie were pretty good. Uh, yeah. Don't watch the new one. Go watch the original. Anyway. Uh, yeah, going, going back to this, this fucking spreadsheet. I do understand why they use the spreadsheet, though. Like a um, an Excel spreadsheet. I do understand that because if the idea is that you're meant to be tracking that you you've got multiple people who've got access to that spreadsheet and they need to be able to, because if you're, if it's different government departments and they don't understand how to, how to view data, everyone knows how to filter a spreadsheet. Everyone knows how to do these things. So, I mean, it's, it's a terrible idea. It's a terrible plan for like doing it. And, but like, fine, like I can kind of, that's a, it's not a perfectly defensible position, but it's kind. I can kind of understand it. The, do you know what? And, do you know what is a defensible position? What's that? They're trying to get Scotland to agree to stay 
in the United Kingdom. They don't want Scotland to go independent. Hmm. So what is the one thing? <laughs> what is the one thing that everybody knows about Scots people? They're they a bit cheap. They're no, bitchy. They're a bit, I don't think of Scottish people as bitchy. Look at Scrooge McDuck. That guy He's was bitchy. bitchy. No, but he was he was stingy, and he was like he was he he really really went low key on all the money spending. So so, even if he's a capitalist, he was he was a venture capitalist. But (laughs) if the UK government can prove that they can get something cheaper that works, then maybe Scotland will be like, hey, they're like us. We should stay. Ofa, it wasn't cheaper. The other app was free. You can't get cheaper than free. You pay yes, to use it. That's the only way you can go cheaper. <laughs> well, you know, the UK government do the opposite thing where they, even during a pandemic when everything should be internal, they outsourced everything. And this is the problem is this that they have yeah. a massive outsourcing problem because instead of like, oh, we should do because that work. Capitalists. With, we, we, we should do that work well, within. We'll pay our mates, as, as Cass was saying, like a lot of these are already owned, like all of these things are like owned by like G4S and all that. They have, yeah. they have interest in giving out these basically so they can give themselves more money. It's, uh, it's the neoliberal approach. The neoliberal approach has always been to privatize everything. Hmm. Pri- like, and you can see the downsides of that massively in the housing market in the UK. As soon as you started privatizing um, the council housing rather than rather than having council housing so that you could help people who are on the bread line and they need help, they need a helping hand, uh, privatized all that. And so then it was like, oh, wait a minute, house prices have shot up massively and we've got all these uh, people who have to live on the streets. I wonder how that happened. Oh, what did we do? Oh, how do we solve this? Oh, no. (laughs) Foresight, maybe. Um, And then the way the... The NHS in the UK, the areas that are having the massive problems are basically the privatised bits, the bits of the NHS that have been privatised and the fact that the NHS the NHS just needs an injection of government money to, basically, to bring all of the different bits of the NHS together because the problem is that it's too many different... Like, like, they just need some oversight. They need some government oversight and all this and it would be, and it would be fine. You just need someone to look after something because it is a national thing, but it's just, it's ridiculous. And the only things that they're spending money on are things that they can make money on in the, in their personal, um, personal goals. Like we talked about, um, children, we talked about feeding children, literally fucking feeding children. And they said, no, they were like, no, we're not doing that one. No, we're not going to feed kids. And this, and this this can probably be a turn episode at some point, but the government have gotten very, very good at turning poor people against other poor people. There's no one worse in this world than a fucking poor person, and I can say <laughs> that as as a poor person. He'd fucking slit my throat for my sandwich. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's a very weird. Uh, place to be uh, time to be in the UK because everyone's at each other's throats when yeah. they should be coming together. There's but, no, but, there's not that camaraderie. But what I mean by that when I say that is this that when like like you like Cass grew up saying about like feeding kids, I have seen people who don't have much money being like, 
oh, but fuck them kids. Well, not fuck them kids. But it basically reminds me of that <laughs> Michael Jordan meme where it just says, fuck them kids. Or like, yeah. I've seen people be like, well, you know, I had to feed my kids and this, that, and that. It's just like, why Why have you got to be a dick about like making sure people have it? And I was actually yeah. thinking about this recently. Like before this even like happened, I just had like this thought of, isn't it weird that we live in a world where basic, you know, basic living stuff like food and water is like you have to like go out of your way for that yeah yeah <laughs> the thing you need to live is the thing you have to work hard like hardest for yeah. it's just like oh that's really it's just in my mind i'm just like that's a really weird thing that we do in this society it's it's absolutely weird and like that where were you were saying about say oh Oh, I had to feed my kids, so and I struggled. I scrimped and saved. There's like a weird. I think there's there's a, there's two different types of people that go through that. Mm. There's um, if you go through a hard time, you either come out of it saying, "Oh well, I went through a hard time, so you've got to as well," because I had to do. I had to go through this hardship, and then there's the other side of I went through this hardship and it was really shit. I want to make sure no one else has to do that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Like, it's, it's the it's the sort of person that, like imagine if you were walking through the woods and you uh, got caught in a trap it's like that the mentality of like like the two different mentalities got caught in a trap you release yourself from the trap one mentality all oh, right shit that's really dangerous i'm going to tidy that up other mentality oh well i got caught in a trap so i'm just going to reset it Gonna I'm just going to reset this bear else. trap. And I'm going to hide can't. it even better so someone else definitely steps Yeah, I, I hope it fucking garrots them. <laughs> I hope they fucking suffer like <laughs> shit because I did. <laughs> that that's where like that's that that that's like what that basic mentality is. Or like you know when um, like when you're in school and like there's a um, there's like a bigger kid who's just punching you in your face and you're like why are you doing this? Because I got punched in the face when I was, a, when I was your size, but that's a terrible reason. <laughs> uh, we've gone off the topic again. <laughs> we're good at that. Yeah. What were, uh, are we still talking about this fucking spreadsheet? <laughs> well, I was actually going to bring up, I was actually going to bring up uh, uh, some other, other stuff. I, actually, wait, the, the one last thing with the spreadsheet, like yeah. the spreadsheet as terrible as the idea was, there was only one, it would have worked, it would have been fine and no one would have had a problem if they had did one, if they just done one thing. I, I don't know if you've got the data on how much they spent like, developing this fucking Trek and Trace app, but the one thing they needed to do and, should, and couldn't have cost them that much in the grand scheme of things was they had to update their Excel package. They just had to update their yeah. Microsoft package. Yeah, so if, if people aren't aware of this, uh, they were using an old uh, version of Excel and that can only carry like a certain number. It was like 50,000 or something. Yeah, and then like, like the newer um, version rows. has like millions of, of uh, cells and stuff you can use. And that, that's what led to 16,000 positive test cases uh, being lost. Yeah, because it reached the maximum number that that version of Excel can handle. But if they had updated it, Excel had a, a like Microsoft made it so that you could have unlimited 
Yeah. Unlimited rows, unlimited columns, because that's that's something that we can do now. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, they I just mean, come hadn't on. It was like, such a small thing. It was such a small, like one little thing. Like there must have been someone in the office of like, so did you update that? Well, I mean, it's fine how it works in the moment. So we just didn't bother. Didn't bother. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. That's we got like, some water, like, yeah? water. <laughs> we got some water. That's like where we wanted to talk about this to begin with. It's just like this, this shit happened like a lot. Just, I, look, I, I remember like when we went from Windows XP to the next version but like a lot of companies didn't update from xp until windows 7 yeah and because vista was shit was yeah you're not gonna update to vista um <laughs> you needed to buy all new pcs for vista um but windows 7 like at that point when did windows 7 come out welcome to like, office cast yeah for all of your <laughs> like office years ago. <laughs> we've, had, we've, had, like, we've had several major versions of windows since windows 7 and a lot of companies still run on windows 7 um, next week we're going to be talking about staplers uh, which ones are the Hands best uh, and stapler. hole punchers i will not make a i will not make another office podcast if we do not have we need to talk about um staplers and uh um, punch holders and, pu- and hole punches um and punch. so th- because yep. those are the real those those two are the real victims of this move to digital like i <laughs> who needs a hole punch and binders like who prints shit anymore but uh, I want to get back just real quick to what I was saying about outsourcing. So this this also ties into like the whole COVID thing as well. Is cool. just that because of the uh, because of the outsourcing, um, the government used an outsourcing uh, to a credit uh, to a credit agency for some reason for the mm-hmm. um, to, so people could get testing kits to see if they had COVID. They I think this was for home test kits. Um, yeah. And then they outsourced to a credit agency as an identification system, so people wouldn't, um, so people weren't ordering multiple tests. But mm. because they use the crediting system, people were actually being refused to get uh, tests based on their oh credit God. history. So oh this is God. why a lot of people were also just like this is again like this is again like what another reason why people say the government hate the poor and minorities and stuff because they don't have great credit history and That's because they use a, a credit agency and people were being refused tests again another stop using outsourcing <laughs> like why would you need to outsource that and to a credit agency as well the other thing that confuses me and so th- this is slightly going back to the um Excel as well. Mm. Dominic Cummings, who is our de facto prime minister, mm. um, because <laughs> Boris is calling the shots. Um, he is apparently a data scientist. Yeah. How is he letting all this sh- like? How good can he be as a data scientist if he's letting this shit go for it? Like, he should have been able to build an SQL. He should have been able to like put together. He, he should have been able to put together a lot of this shit. Like, mm. what, what is he actually doing? What does he actually do? Uh, Other than being a fucking creep. Uh, SQL is basically a database. Okay. It's just yep. a, a form of database. Uh, it goes okay. for eye tests a lot. 
Yeah, he's just, he's just, I mean, now that the lockdown started, he's just like, Barnard Castle, here I come. <laughs> but I've noticed as well with these lockdown rules, like they're really loose in comparison to the old one. And I'm guessing it's just because, well, we can't control what Dominic does. So we need to make sure that he's not going to get in hot water again. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's lockdown, but not really. But yeah. I mean, if you're going to spend money, I mean, that's always been the case with this lockdown. It's just like, are you spending money? Yes, no. If yes, then then go ahead. If no, then you don't but, do that. But as well, like schools are going to be open. So try explaining this shit to kids. Yeah. Yes. You cannot go out. You cannot play with Timmy, your friend down the road. Um, however, at school, you can play with Timmy because he's in your class. <laughs> Wait a minute. Just checks notes yeah yeah that's right that's right yeah yeah you can't play with Timmy <laughs> well it was, just, it was the same right before when they were like you can go to a pub you can go to a restaurant you can meet people there but you can't go to their house how dare you go to their house yeah you can't I mean <clears throat> it's the the lockdown rules just make absolutely no sense when you like because I could if I went to meet with a friend Craig if we went to meet um what i'd probably say is i just go i just actually say oh no i need to go into work so we could just meet up on the train yeah maybe we just sit on the train and chat instead yeah <laughs> and we can be really close as well because obviously there's no i social can be distancing on your lap on the, on the yeah, train there's no like, social no one, distancing on a train no no one's like like in the tubes people are like right up in those armpits like you yeah. get right in there anyway sorry i <laughs> go back to what you were saying um actually i want to go back to not this particular excel spreadsheet uh problem Uh. but there was another excel spreadsheet problem i can't i just found this there was just an excel spreadsheet error back in 2012 that cost Mm. uh, taxpayers 300 million pounds so we're really good at this (laughs) we're really good at this and as well also back to uh when we're talking about job seekers um the website so at some point they made it mandatory that you had to have a job seekers um online account like you couldn't just Mm. walk in you because they used to do like this book thing uh, and then they they got rid of that everything was Mm. online and then and then that was just straight up broken for a lot of people as well so yeah it also, also goes back to not everyone, at least at the time when they made this thing, it was just like not everyone has like the internet, not everyone has access to a phone or 4G or what have you. Again, we're talking about people on job benefits here. So like they don't really have an income to spend on this stuff. Mm. But um, those are the UK, that's the UK side of things and how, I mean, there's probably many examples that I'm I'm just completely missing out here. But uh I want to take. I just want to take us away from the UK just for a second. Oh. We're going. We're going to America. America. So I don't know if you guys remember this because uh, it was a little while ago when um, the Obama administration launched uh, Medicare, the so the Health Gov website, so you could sign up for Obamacare mm-hmm. on the launch day. And I remember this being big, big, big news. That site was fucked. So with the government website, so this is healthcare.gov. Um, and I want to say that my ex's 
my ex's parents, I think, were actually involved in this website, but after it, because they all work within like website design and stuff like that, I believe, and healthcare uh, or healthcare systems. Um, but the original healthcare.gov website, um, when they launched it, it crashed within two hours of launch. Uh, it was completely broken. It had like no features. And the way it was programmed, I don't know why they programmed it this way, but the technicians had to use the same logins as anyone else signing up to the website. So like millions and millions of people were you know, hammering on this website and the technicians that could go in and fix things couldn't actually log in because their login was the same as everyone else. Mm. And then on the day <laughs> of millions and millions of people that tried to sign up, only six users were able com- uh, to complete and submit their application. Jesus. And That's they're also hilarious. like they had, so they had um again this isn't this isn't as bad as us with you know this whole 12 billion uh pound world beating track and trace system but um yeah, the the website was supposed to cost 94 million dollars and ended up costing 1.7 billion dollars because they had to redo as far as I'm aware they like the the underlining code base had to be rewritten from scratch Oh, and wow. I think that was done within the space of like a week. <laughs> Should do. Like it was like fucked. It was so fucked. Um and in Canada, there's another one I've got here. Is, uh, they have a payroll system that has been around for a while and as far as I'm aware to this day it still doesn't work. It's like a it's like a government payroll system, I think. Okay. Yep. And that's been around for ages. Like, I, I, like apparently, like this is like a big. If you're in Canada, this is like a, a big gripe. Uh, so if uh, I don't, I don't know too too much about it. I just read that a lot of Canadians are really pissed off about this broken payroll system. Like people will go ages without getting paid just because that shit don't work. Right. Okay. But um, Cass, you said you wanted to mention before we started recording about governments that do this stuff well. Yeah, um, I'm actually on a map here, which mm. is surprising me. It's a apolitical map. Uh, so apolitical is the website. And oddly enough, they've got England, the UK, pretty high up there, which That's a lie. I'm, claim- I'm claiming bullshit on. Yeah. Um, but I want to talk about Estonia. Mm-hmm. Um, because Estonia is pretty damn good at digital and one of the things that Estonia has done, which has been amazing for that country, is uh, digital citizenship. Mm-hmm. And so as a, uh, and this injected a hell of a lot of money into Estonia. So they've been able to do a lot of work um, on on site as like projects because of this. So you can become a digital citizen of Estonia as a company. Mm-hmm. And basically that means that you're, you have a, you, if you want to, to trade with the, with the EU and you're in America or elsewhere, you could be a digital citizen in Estonia. And then that means that you pay tax, your company pays taxes in Estonia, but you don't have to have like a PO box or whatever. And there's loads of little things that, that the Estonian government does as well that really helps them out. Like they're one of the more creative um, digital 
uh, companies, uh, countries out there. Yeah. And you've also got to remember, I think um, Skype, PayPal, and like loads of other uh, companies are based in Estonia. Right. Uh, right. Okay. Yeah. But, right. Yeah. Whatever not, happened not to just, Skype? <laughs> not just what happened to of, Skype? Microsoft bought them. Sorry, guys. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I was really looking forward to everyone using Skype when it came round to um, the pandemic, and then out of nowhere, Zoom. Who the fuck are you? Where did that come from? Yeah, because um, it's, it's Zoom just saw. Yeah, Zoom did really come in, but then like, we've been using Zoom to record this podcast because it's probably one of the better ones. Like, it's one of the better ones, but it's like, but uh, before the pan, before the pandemic. I had no idea this company existed. No, they no. I had they, no idea. Funnily enough, actually, they they started the same year Microsoft bought Skype. Really? Oh. Do you reckon it's some people who jumped ship? They were like, fuck Microsoft. Well, apparently like, <laughs> Skype was huge and then Microsoft bought them and then everything just went south. Oh, yeah. Skype was like massive. But, Skype, yeah. Skype was the only thing that really worked. Like it was it's amazing. Skype was. I was all about really the MSN life, man. Yeah, MSN yeah, but if you wanted, if you wanted video chatting, no, I didn't really want video chatting. I don't want video chatting now. Oh, but well, I'm you're not getting your it. face. You're getting it. We don't care. You're getting it. But yeah, so Estonia, I, that I think they are one of the one of the countries that does this really well. I mean, obviously, as well, we mentioned South Korea. Um, they've got fans fantastic use of digital software and in terms of so the way that they operate and they make make things digital for mm. uh, for the people of uh, South Korea and Japan as well so there's lo- there's countries that are doing this well and it's that it's partly that necessity to adapt it's and it's the openness to adapt to new changing environments yeah. and so you can see that so a lot of these countries are going to be uh, doing more of this in the future, I think uh, one of the things that does like we going back to the UK slightly to say about something that we do badly. I think one of the main problems that we have in the UK is that the way our civil service works. And yeah. if you are if you do work in the civil service and you're listening to this, I'm sorry, I'm but we're going to attack you right now. Um, basically, you start off you it's a job for life. Mm-hmm. So you start off um, at maybe, I don't know, like 20 or so, you've come out of university and you go straight into your civil service job. And that is your first job. And the thing with me is that the first job I went into, I thought I knew shit. And I I did. I knew I knew about like my particular area field of expertise, but I didn't know about how to work in an office or how to work in these environments. Mm-hmm. And the problem you got is that these people come in at this stage and then they're just like working their way through the ranks and they're still, it's, it's, it's a bell jar. It's a bubble. They're not developing anything new from outside there. The reason that I can do things in my job that other people can't do is because I worked at different companies and they can do things that I can't do because they worked at different companies. So it's that shared experience. Yeah. Um, where, and so like, for instance, I heard about the civil service got a new phone system that they put in, which was basically 
the phones uh, the phones are on like this big um, server so you can dial in to which phone you're going to use and you can take your phone to different offices mm-hmm. and that's basically standard across most companies yeah but the civil service are like no not using it i only use my and so they intend it feels like they intentionally refuse to update to using this thing even though it's pretty much standard across any any office and that's that just seems to be like the main problem it's the civil service in the uk just needs to shake up i don't agree with dominic Cummins on majority of what he says but this is the one thing that i agree with him on the civil oh service my god Cass, how dare you no it's traitor <laughs> no it's the only thing i don't agree with the way he wants to do it because he wants to get in his freaks and neo-nazis yeah. because that, that was one of the one of the people that he got in um which i think was through twitter comments which is not a legitimate way to hire someone um he hired this person and then it turned out that they had links to far-right organizations so it's like, oh, of yeah, course. You just brought in a Nazi. Well done, Dom. Well, Cass, well it's the year 2020. Done. Who doesn't have far right? You know, it's going to be harder and harder as time goes on these days. I mean, there are more Nazis. Yeah. There are more Nazis everywhere. Um, but as um, Ulfa is literally driving away from us, we should probably <laughs> call, the, call this to an end. Not that bad. Yeah. Um, any final thoughts before you start the engine? <laughs> um, well, the engine is already on and running, to be fair. All right. Can you guys hear me? Can you guys yeah, yeah, we can me? hear you. Yeah. All right. Well, let's that, see. Technology, it works. It's amazing. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, continue, continue. We, we can do this. I know, we have the, technology. I- I was just we're, we've been going we've thoughts. been going for a while now anyway yeah, so we're, we're calling, we can start rapping yeah we're, we're cutting this um, off so like if you have any final thoughts dude and therefore it's like call an end <laughs> i mean doesn't this just doesn't this just um what's what's the word illustrate or define why we we need to stop having professional um, politicians. We need to have people who have been in the real world. We need to have a more diverse flow of people who are in who are in um, in control and in our governments. Mm. I mean, just look at. I mean, everybody. All of everybody says that there's this quote unquote conspiracy about uh, the member. Uh, if you go to Eton as a school, you're basically being groomed to be a prime minister or a member of parliament. Yeah. You're basically you're basically going into the ruling class if you go to Eton. Mm-hmm. So why you know why can we not have normal people applying for these jobs? Why is there like a glass ceiling around this? And in mm. that, because these people seem to be so, so far removed from reality. Case in point being, starving kids. You know, let's not feed them. Like what what? Why do we have a government if we're not helping the citizens and feeding the children? I'm sorry, but that's that, that's me. That's my final thought. What's the point of government if we're not helping the people who need it? Can we also say with that feeding the children, um, just uh, I think was it just before? Was it just after that they also announced their pay rise? It was like they always do this. Like uh, they did it when 
they announced that uh, nurses, like they, they voted on oh, should, should yeah. nurses and stuff get a pay rise and then they gave themselves a pay rise. Yeah, afterwards. they didn't give nurses a pay rise. And then they did this again. And then they did the like, thing with the kids. Yeah. But as well, they just they love to su- give themselves pay rises. They, they also get subsidized, um, like the pay rise that comes to the, to the MPs, they also get subsidized food mm-hmm. in the House of Parliament. Mm-hmm. So they, if yeah. they're in... If they're in the House of Parliament, all their food is cooked and prepared for them um, with no cost to them. Uh, they get second houses, a fucking house. They're just given a house. They've also got like loads of things they can claim back on expenses. Like there was yeah, an expenses scandal uh, ages ago, but nothing really came with that. I don't have a link and it's a bit, you know, we are talking a bit out of the scope of this episode, but uh, yeah. I, I will put a link in the description that has... Um, all of the people who voted against um, feeding children and how much they've expensed over over the years, mm. as well. So uh, surprisingly, uh, Jacob Rees Mogg has actually not claimed anything, but he's already pretty fucking wealthy, so he doesn't need to claim anything. But yeah, that's true. Uh, I will oh, just right, say to to because we are talking about the the technology of the government is just that. Um, the UK has like the UK is pretty good. Like we have a lot of tech firms in the UK. Like we have mm. like Old Street, which is like considered like um, the UK's what would be Silicon Valley and stuff. But like we're pretty good at technology. So it's always just like, why the fuck are we also so bad at it at the same time? <laughs> like like when it comes to when it comes to things like this whole excel spreadsheet fucking nonsense it's just like pay the 10 pounds a month you're good you get you get your one terabyte you get every you get you get word in there you get word in there you get powerpoint if you need to make a powerpoint presentation it's not just excel you get all of the microsoft suite but how many how many computers can you run off of your license if you pay it for ten pounds? Oh, that's Surely just like one or two. But I mean, they're the government; they can probably afford a few more copies than that. Yeah, I mean, if they'd slash Boris's paycheck, probably. Yeah, yeah, they could, they could, they could afford that. Was it New Zealand that took a pay cut? A lot of places take. I'm pay pretty cuts. sure that like there's there's uh, I know New Zealand is definitely one of them, but there must be others as well where the government were like. Yeah, this is pretty shit. We're taking the pay cut so we can invest in people. I think it was. I think that sounds about right. But to be honest, <laughs> and we're this, like, pay this, rise! This, pay this them happens, more! This happens a lot, though, because I remember, like, um, we're all kind of video game players here, but there was, like, a thing years and years ago, uh, and this doesn't really seem to be, like, a Western philosophy, is that, you know, uh, Nintendo, all of the executives at Nintendo all took pay cuts so they wouldn't have to fire any staff because if they fire their staff, then they can't do the thing that makes them the money. So when mm-hmm. you, sp- wow. then you see you see a lot over in the Western, like America and uh, over here and stuff where um, companies will rather fire from the bottom than like cut from the top. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's just like I, I kind of hate that philosophy. It's just like yeah, maybe just maybe don't have a swimming pool. This maybe don't have a fifth extension put on your house, and maybe keep the people. And maybe also, you know, as Alpha was saying, feed the children and don't give yourself a pay rise. 
I actually have, uh, and I actually have uh, have a, have a, an example just like this that hits really close to home. Mm-hmm. So, when everyone was in lockdown um, earlier, and they started lifting it, and um, my colleagues were allowed to go back to work, uh, the electricians and and uh, and all of that, all of the builders and uh, and tradespeople, mm-hmm. they had to take a pay cut, all of them, to keep the company afloat. Oh, man. They rolled. They said uh, the the contractor said that they were t- doing everything at a loss. Like someone at the top said, "No, I you know I want damages because my my product isn't being delivered on time." So they rolled that down to the bottom floor and made the workers who were doing the job take the pay cut. Always, mm. always the way, ma'am. Like congratulations, you are officially a horrible human being. And this is all done in the guise of, oh, we, we have to keep the company. Like, so, yeah. but there you go. That's life. Hey-ho. That's life. That's life. All right. That's all we can really say about it. So capitalism yeah. for the win. So, yeah, that was our episode on um, why governments are shit. Not not just at digital, just shit. Just, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, in general, so yeah. Um, thanks for listening. Um, check out our episodes, I guess, or whatever. Don't I don't care. Like it's up to you, man. <laughs> uh, don't tell them to not care. This is the, this is not how it works. You have to like, subscribe, comment. Yeah, you okay. don't have, like, you don't have to, but I mean, no, 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 it no. Out. You do. By, um, by listening to this so far, we're providing this for free. So you need to like this. You need to subscribe to this. You need to create another podcast that is about this. You need to actively be here. Um, follow Authors OnlyFans. Um, support yep. Craig's. Um, I can't remember what your cyber job was, but support that. Um, uh, find, us on, find us on the Twitters. Find us on like the Instas. Um, read our blog. Like Do all the shit. If our listeners would like to, it would really help us out. So thank you. If they can't be bothered, then I'm sorry, but we encourage people to like and subscribe, please. Or we'll break your fucking knees. See, where's this <laughs> Al Capone hostility coming from? See? Sam, Breaking is it the age. video game? Is, is it the video game, Sam? Is it, it the video the, games? It is. It's, I, I went into cyber and I've just been uh, on, on the Twitch. And I've, oh, just okay. been, You've been on the quid. I've just been there. It's like to, um, listening to too many 15 year olds saying they're going to fuck my mom. And now I've, I've just got really Oof. angry. Oof. Yeah. Too it's all that hippity. It's, it's all the hippity hop and the, and the call of the duty on, uh, on, on the tickety talk. Mm. The tickety talk. On the tickety talk. The tickety took. All right. And the twitchy wee witch. <laughs> And Twitch switches. All right. So I think that's it for today. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, there you go. Okay, people. Um, thank you for today. And I'll catch you next week. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. This has been Not Dead, a survivalist guide to modern life.
If you like what you've heard, subscribe through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast app happens to be. Leave a rating on iTunes and get in touch by emailing podcastnotdead at gmail.com. New episodes every Monday covering the weird, the outright ridiculous, and sometimes just shouting into the void.